0: Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again everyone and welcome to Belmont Banter. And today we've got Ben Jennings. Now, in case any of you have been down the ground uh, lately, Ben's the big guy. Now, you won't miss him. He is a big man. But he looks after some little people because he's manager of the under nines. Now, Ben, I know that you're involved in the club now, but how did you first get involved in football?
1: Well, football, you know, as a kid, I loved football. I I grew up on an estate where people played football daily. You know, and one of the older kids who was playing football round me was uh, Mark Jackson. You know, so I, I watching you know Jacko play.
0: Oh yeah,
1: w- w- was quite something as a as a like a ten year old kid. If you can imagine, you know, you've seen him play. Uh-huh. You know, in a game situation, but just in a kick about, the, the, the kid was unreal, unreal. You used to call himself Marco Marco Van Jackson.
0: <laughs> You'll love that. You'll love you know, that,
1: yeah. and you know, and, and you, you always thought, "Cool, if I could be that good, do you know what I mean? If, yeah. if I could be half that good." So yeah, growing up, he um he was a West Ham fan. He's the reason I support West Ham. Unbelievably, you know, they were all West Ham fans where where we played football. So that's how I got. That's my early earliest memory of of playing football <clears throat> as a kickabout as a kid.
0: And then when when was the first sort of like organised session apart from your mates? You know, school team
1: or whatever? Yeah, organised session. I joined Canterbury Eagles when I was about that age. Um, We used to train down the Beverley Field in uh, Canterbury. Played for them for a few few years, done all right. Wasn't really, you know, it was a bit... I didn't take it as seriously as I should take it, if that makes sense.
0: Mm
1: didn't get properly into football till I was at school. Secondary school was when it really kicked off for me.
0: Now, you're quite a big guy. What sort of size were you when you were, you know, like eight, nine, ten?
1: I was ripped back then. <laughs> I was, l- listen, right, Tone, I will show you a picture tomorrow. <laughs> okay.
0: So, <laughs> unbelievable. I love that, I was ripped. <laughs> Normally the comment is, oh, I was a skinny little so-and-so and this is what I've grown into. But oh,
1: no, I, was... I was a big lad, but I was ripped. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> Could I hear someone laughing in the background then?
1: Yeah, that's my missus. <laughs> she said, I'll disappear upstairs and she still sat there laughing.
0: <laughs> Canterbury, Canterbury Eagles, you were about nine, ten then?
1: Yeah, about that. And I played for them until I was about... 13, 14 and then I um, <clears throat> I moved to schools ended up going to school in Faversham started playing for the, the football team at the Abbey School mm-hmm. and we were really successful, my age group it, it was, we were getting to the Kent League finals, you know, the, the equivalent of the Kent Cup competition back then, you know for two years running, got beat both years by um, Chaucer believe it or not had a really good team um so played for abbey school then i moved to faversham town i ended up playing at faversham town for about three four years up until i was about 16 i left when i left school i stopped Uh, playing football when i left school
0: any particular reason
1: um girls
0: now that's a strange one because i reckon that the cut-off age for that is probably about 18 not 16 because you look at I, um, all right you I'm, started young all right but if you if you look at our youth section quite yeah. often you've got some real good good players and they lose their way at that 17 18 and one of the reasons is girls the other one is work yeah. then you've got college or university then there's mates so yeah, if yeah. they can get over all those hurdles and still continue playing and enjoy it then they're going to play for the rest of their life
1: Absolutely. And, you know, what, I, I've, I've seen it because I've not just have I managed the under nines now. I have managed various age groups for this football club and coached, helped out as a coach for various age groups. And I've seen it all. Absolutely everything.
0: So you could tell a few stories then?
1: Yeah, probably just for me and you on a Saturday.
0: OK, that's fair enough. <laughs> when did you very first get involved, let's say, on an official level with Witsful Town? you were you at Favisham yeah how did, you, how did you migrate over there well
1: I I moved to Witable when I was 16 17 me and my mum moved to Wichtable and there was a train going past
0: oh that's the um, effect
1: yeah so there was a guy in my road called uh, Mickey Sterling and he was football mad and I mean football mad sorry another train. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the door. And um, we got approached, the pair of us got approached to coach a football team called Whitstable Wanderers. Heard of them? For a guy called Howard Taylor, who's sadly not with us anymore. Now, H was, was a manager, he was brilliant. And we sort of went on board and done a couple of training sessions with, with them. They were an under 18s team, a men's team, all young boys, just turned sort of under 18. We'd done a couple of sessions, me and Mickey, And then I think Mick's work commitment sort of changed a little bit. But I stayed for about 18 months with Howard, helping manage them and, and doing the training. And that's when I sort of got involved in the, the coaching side of football with Whitstable Wanderers. And then I had a little um, – had, had a break for a few years. And, and when my son turned six, he said, Dad, I want to play football. So brilliant. Brilliant. We we can sort this out, you know. So he's like, right. So I I, I didn't really look for a team. He, there was a training session held um, by Anthony Sands at the rugby club. He used to do a, a a kiddies training session when I when he first started doing his football. And we used to take him there on a Saturday morning. It was like two pound for an hour and a half, and they used to play football and, and he loved it, and that was great. And then all of a sudden, this opportunity for Witsborough Town appeared through another parent she said to Ben that they're looking for players so we went and we were, he was seven and that's when I first joined Whitstable when he was seven and that was 10 years ago now
0: amazing and the home games then for Whitstable youth were at Chessfield
1: correct at Radford yeah, that's where we played all our home games
0: and that's improved a lot as well over the years hasn't it
1: oh the the, the what What's been done up there is unbelievable because when we first started up there, we used to carry the goals around in our cars, right? And you know, we'd have all the kit in our cars, parents would help out. And then Clayton's been, Steve's been amazing. And and Mike was very instrumental in the beginning. Those those two changed the youth of of Whitstable Town unbelievably when they joined, unbelievably.
0: I can agree there, definitely.
1: You know, they, we, we, we built a shed up there, you know, we, we, we built a shed, we kept all our stuff in the shed and it just progressed and progressed and then we got goals and I'm up there with Richard Hoskin building the goals for them and, you know, it's gone from strength to strength, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I was up there last week just to watch one of the lads, you know, one of the training sessions and I must say I was improved by the quality of the surface there. Do we as a club maintain that?
1: We we were we were meant to be. I think the council cut the pitch for us still. All right. And they they do a lot up there. I, I, we we haven't as yet. The the plan was, I believe, that Steve wanted us to maintain it ourselves, and that was the plan. But I don't know if that's happened yet. There's a he's there's been a lot going on, isn't there? So that sort of yes. as the pitches are now at the moment, you know, sometimes they the, years ago they were only playable for three months of the year, four months of the year at the best. Mm and they just turned into a bog, But the pitch, the surfaces out there are really good now.
0: Yeah, I was I was very impressed when I saw it, very impressed. Yeah. And also, you know, you said you built the shed. Well, now there's two or three sheds there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, the we've got the change room area, which we share with the cricket club. The cricket club have got their shed for their equipment, and we've got our shed for all our football equipment up there.
0: System that works well.
1: Yeah, it works really well. And, you know, we've we've got parents from the youth sector they live looking onto the field so if there's any other problems you know we people get phone calls straight away and you know we, we go up, up there and I know Steve it's a lot of phone calls we go up there and you know someone's playing with the goals come on out of it.
0: yeah well oh, nice to see they're all um, ch- chained up now
1: yeah they're all chained up now yeah they're all chained up which is good because they're you know it's a lot of money we've the club have paid for those goals. The youth section have paid a lot of money for those goals.
0: Yeah, I could see. They're, they're, they're pretty good standard stuff, aren't they? I mean, on their own Absolutely. wheels, they can be moved about. Really yeah, good. Brilliant. Absolutely
1: brilliant. That's why we get a bit upset when, you know, we've had a chain broken and a couple of kids were playing with them. You know, it's not, we don't want people playing football up there, but, you know, when we've spent a lot of money on this, yeah, and all we're doing is we have to replace it. We're taking money away from the kids because all that money from, from the youth gets pumped straight back in for equipment, for goals, for anything they, they need.
0: And also their ability to use the Belmont as well.
1: Yeah, you know, the Belmont's been great. I mean, oh, have you seen that pitch? Have you yeah. seen how green it is?
0: Beautiful, isn't it?
1: Oh, oh John's done an amazing job over there.
0: Yeah, he really has. He does deserve a good shout-out for that. It's yeah, fantastic.
1: no, he's, he's, he's done a great job. Really good. I, you know, I... I Pre-season when I turned up, I stopped Steve and I said, What's what's all that green stuff over there? Do you know what I mean? We haven't seen grass there for years, have we, properly?
0: No, that's true. I mean, Joe bless him, he worked his socks off on there. But oh, it, yeah. it, it was, he did it in fairness. He was a bit he was a bit too protective of it because he was the one that uh, was doing the pitch. Yeah. And if anybody wanted to help, he was a little bit reluctant for them to and I can understand that. You know some people get get like that and and i can well understand it i'll never ever say a word against him because he's been such a marvelous servant for the club unbelievable
1: joe's been amazing you know him him and ron are are witsful town aren't they
0: yeah they are now yeah definitely the the thing about it as well is that uh, you as a youth section have now been fully integrated with the football club i mean if i said to you now you know who are you you'd you'd automatically say witsful town yeah. You wouldn't say Whitstall Town Youth unless I said to you, what team do you manage, what are you involved with? But then on a match day, you wear a different hat, don't you?
1: Yeah, I, I try to. It's difficult on a match day because you want to talk to everyone, don't you? But, you know, I spend a, a couple of hours during the week organising stewards and, you know, you know, messaging people, can we do this, can we do that, can you make it? And, you know, you get the, the diehards that turn up every week and, you know, they're, they're great. We wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be anywhere without our volunteers.
0: No,
1: no. You know, walking around on match day with their high vises on, they're a point of contact for anyone that needs anything. And then if they're stuck, I'm on the end of a radio. You know, we can be there in a couple of minutes.
0: And to be honest, because of the size of you, don't really, really need a radio, do we? You can spot you a mile off.
1: Oh, mate, I've, I've, I've come into a bit of trouble with that. One of the first games we've we done, sitting born home, um, a couple of years ago there was it was a bit of a hoof art with the away, away fans, they were using some choice language with children around and I asked them, you know, this is going to be awkward boys, can we just the amount of stick I got oh, oh, I the amount of stick I got but fair play to them they all come up to me at the end of the game and brought me a beer, they said, you know what, he said uh, we gave you a load of stick, he said but you've got some nuts coming asking us to, to stop <laughs>
0: you're right You're right about the thing and it is you know at, the, at our level particularly we want to embrace the youth because the youth are the teams of tomorrow aren't they
1: yeah I mean we want to attract as many kids as we can you know that's why we let under 16s in for free with an adult because yeah. we, we want the kids there because yeah. they're the ones that are going to you
0: know be interested in football and so they're the ones that are going to be uh, they're going to be there in the future aren't they the youngsters. yeah of
1: course they are and that you know Kids, we, we want as many... We want a, we're want we a fam, family club now. Not that it hasn't been in the past, but we're trying to emphasise that massively now. Yeah. You know, dads, mums, bring your kids, come and have a drink, watch the football. Yeah. You know, they run about, they're, they're happy. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, what will make an impact on anybody that sees it is when um, Gary or you take the youngsters out and lead them out with the first team. And then you watch one of the youngsters run back to their mum or dad or their granddad and you see the look on their face when they tell them they've been out on the pitch with Woodstall Town. I'll tell you what, it's yeah. amazing, it is.
1: We, um, I, I asked Barry Knowles to introduce my under-9s goalkeeper, who he helped me manage last, last year, to Dan Eason after the game on Saturday. Dan was brilliant. They had a photo. Dan even gave him his gloves. No. Honest to God, gave him his gloves. Ollie was made up.
0: Oh, I can imagine
1: absolutely made up.
0: I can imagine. Dan's been a terrific servant to Whistful Town, you know, really has been. But we've had some some great keepers over the years. We really have. Laney? Yeah, yeah, Laney. Go back to Brian Gamble, Lee Hook, uh, Kevin Fuel, and they've all been around. I mean, there's another guy, Gavin Wright. Gavin was a reserve team keeper for us for about three or four years. Really? We've had some fantastic goalkeepers.
1: They're loyal, aren't they, keepers? Yeah,
0: yeah, they're a breed apart, aren't they?
1: Oh, they're nutcases. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Laney because he's a star.
1: He's great. I love Laney.
0: Good lad, isn't he? He's half
1: the man he was.
0: <laughs> I love that. Love Half the man he was. Yeah, the thing about it is that with the the club is that once people get hooked on into it, however they do, you're in. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited.
1: Absolutely, and that goes for fans as well, because there's not a, not, not a game goes by where, you know, even Blackie and Ben or, or Laney are not approachable. No, you that's
0: know,
1: they, true. They, they talk to the fans, they talk to the people all the time, don't they, after the match? Yes.
0: And it's such an important part of the whole ethos of non-league yeah. football.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure people tell them some stuff they don't want to hear sometimes, but they, they know the crack, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're not going to please everyone all of the time.
0: No, very true. Very true. Well, your journey has not finished yet because uh, you're still there. You're managing the football side. Yeah. What's your long-term aim? Do you want to see them through the years on?
1: Uh, I'd, I'd like to. I know football changes a lot and demands change. But my under nines now, we, myself and Barry Knowles, we took over when they were under sevens. Um, Josh had a couple of kids who were in his academy managing them, but they got jobs and their commitments changed. And and Steve approached us and said, look, would would you take them on? Because my boy plays in the team and Barry's boy played in the team. Would you take it on? Because you're there every week. And then we sort of got stuck with it. You know, we had a really good, Rest of the under seven season, and we went unbeaten for three quarters of the season when we took over, which was great. Under eights was challenging, to say the least, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Very stop-start, very hit and miss. Very difficult season for everybody, I think. You know, and now going into under nines, we've, uh, we've attracted so many players. I've got enough for two teams now it's gone... Uh, Barry put a lot of hard work in trying to set a second team up before he's, he's moved on to manage the year below now. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got enough boys now for two teams of good quality as well.
0: That's amazing. That really is good.
1: Yeah, it's quality.
0: Yeah, Barry's uh, nice to see Barry involved with the club because he's got connections with it, go back a long way, but it's, it's brilliant all round.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I met Barry when I first joined the club, really, a few 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 years ago when he's Oscar started playing that's when I got to know Barry but funny story I met Barry when he was playing I can't remember who he was playing for but I was managing or helping to manage Wits Wanderers in a a, some sort of cup competition and we were division three and they were premier division you know they were a good team and um, he was being a bit naughty that game Barry at the back and I dug him out on the sideline and we had words shall we say but he only reminded me of that about six months ago. He said, you don't remember when we first met, do you? I said, no. And then we spoke about it. And I went, oh, yeah, I do remember. And I was mad at you. He said, yes. Yeah. Do you want it to take my head off? <laughs> <Good> <laughs> he bad. tells
0: some good stories, though, Barry, doesn't he? He well, yeah. really does tell a good story. Knowles he's a good lad. He's a he is a good boy. But well, there's, there's, they're all good people down there.
1: You know, yeah. you
0: it, it'd be difficult to pick out somebody you didn't actually like. You know, or at least spend the time of day with, you know. There's, you
1: know, we we normally get what an average of 350 will say. And my message says to me, you're going to football? And I go, yeah. She you going with us? So I'm going on my own. I said, "I know, there's 350 people there, I know.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah, Carol, Carol says the same to me. Yeah, you just
1: go down there. You don't have to go with anyone.
0: No, not at all. Because cause you just,
1: you know, you mingle, don't, don't you?
0: You do, yeah. I mean, you're a bit like me. You. Oh, I know you stand a little bit more with a group of people. And because of what I'm doing at the moment, I'm sort of tied to one spot. But when I go to away games, I literally, I'm the wanderer. If yeah, I, I'm the
1: same, aren't I? We, we normally cross paths.
0: Yeah, we do. I mean, I normally do a minimum of two, sometimes three or four circuits to the ground, wherever Which we go. Just because I'm such a fidget, I find yeah, it I'm-
1: I'm very much the same. I, I, I like to look at the game from different Yeah, different you know, angles. Yeah. You learn a lot from those games.
0: You do, you do. Talking about learning a lot, I'm just going to ask you a question. Now then, you mentioned Josh and the academy, and I'm so pleased you did, yeah. because um, they're now an integral part of the club as well, like every, you know, all the other bits. And it's, it's like a knitting, all going together now, isn't it? Absolutely. and It's working really well. Yeah. Imagine what it would have been like if you were 16, 14, 12, and there was an academy, because back when you were playing football, coaching as such wasn't taken seriously, was it?
1: No. Done by really. either
0: your dad or you, you hooked up with someone like Jacko and you just copied what he did.
1: Yeah, tried to.
0: Yeah, tried to, yeah. But oh, you're
1: right, it, it's different. And, and we speak about it now. We've got a couple of the kids that are not really paying attention. You know, one of the coaches said to me the other day, if that was us because I now coach of a guy I used to play against for Faversham. He played for Courtney Rangers. In it. Well, there's some stories there between us two. But um, we'd get told to run round the pitch. Yeah. On, four laps round the pitch. If you're going to muck about, crack on. But we, you can't do that now. You can't do that. You need to talk to these boys and explain what they're doing wrong and the reasons why you're a bit upset with it. And it's down, you know, you've got to sort of put the onus on them a little bit. And I know that's that sounds a bit naughty because they're under nines but if you talk to them go down to their level communicate with them they learn so much quicker not than just being told to run around a football pitch
0: talking about your level their level how do you find it because you're physically so much bigger than them i kneel
1: down when i talk to them
0: you don't have to say another word mate you've you've got it straight away
1: that's what i do i go onto my knees yeah and, and i talk to them that that way
0: yeah, you got it straight away. I, I, you know, that's the thing that impressed me about um, uh, Prince Charles's eldest, our future king. Whenever you see him at a do, he's always down at their level. Yeah, you know,
1: that's, that, you, you're got, taught that the FA when you go on on the courses, they teach you to do that. Yeah, there's no point towering over these boys. No, not at all. You know, it, there's you're you're not going to get anything from them. You have to go down to their level.
0: Very good advice. Anybody listening out there? Now you talk about the FA. Did you actually go on a, a proper course with them then? Yeah,
1: done back? the level level one, yeah. done that you know a few years ago now, probably six years or five years ago.
0: And you, would you be interested in taking it further? I would, but work commitments is a bit difficult,
1: and you know my my football commitments. You wouldn't believe, you know, up until this season what I was doing. I had one free night a week.
0: Yeah, I know, gets gets crazy, doesn't it?
1: You know, I was training on on a Monday. I was doing the fixtures for the Faversham League or the East Kent League on a Tuesday. I was training again on a Wednesday, and then Thursday I was training. So Friday was the only night I I had off.
0: Crazy. And then, of course, the weekend you were playing?
1: Yeah, and then Saturdays we are playing, and the various children within the house were... One was playing in Dover, one was playing in Faversham, and one was playing in Sittingbourne, and they're all kicking off at 2 o'clock. you're like... How are we going to do this? Are you going to work it all out? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. It, it was a
1: logistical nightmare.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Difficult one. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I have really enjoyed our chat tonight. And the nice thing about it is you've told me a few things that I didn't know, which is lovely. And I'm so pleased that you're still involved with the club and uh, yeah. more, more pouch your elbow. And if Mate, you do. We're
1: going to be here for a while.
0: Yeah. And if you do decide to take your level two, if you ever get any chance to do it, then uh, take you up an even bigger step, won't it?
1: Yeah, you know, aspirations, level two is great. I think the main goal for me now is um, to get the microphone on, on a Saturday at the Belmont.
0: You, you can have it with pleasure.
1: <laughs> you know what I've realised? You, you only ever give it to me when you're not there and I've got the dodgiest names I've got to pronounce.
0: <laughs> you wait, you've got it all to come, mate. There's a few <laughs> there that's going to really be some tongue-ties,
1: honestly. Unbelievable! That's no, good. I, I, I curse you, and and do you know what I like doing as well. What's that? Feeding your ear roll a little bit when you're. <laughs> yeah, you
0: do that. You so his name's
1: Luke. Luke, Tony. His name's Luke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've done that a few times. I'll get my. There'll come a time, Ben. I'll get my own back. So just be careful.
1: We have fun, mate. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We take it seriously, but we have a good laugh. We
0: have a good laugh. Well, it's time for us to wrap it up, there now, ladies and gents, because. Um, uh, we're Brit time sensitive on these things so from me here at uh, Belmont Banter and Ben Jennings who's given up his time today for us at the other end of the Zoom phone thanks Ben very much indeed and I'll see you down the Belmont soon mate cheers cheers, cheers Tony Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibre UK Limited they are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry specializing in optical fiber provision local and long haul we offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout london and the south of england contact us through the website for more details your host tony rouse every week on belmont banter for news about local football in kent and beyond i do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of belmont banter Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers!